Welcome to Killer Pillow Talk, episode 18, part 2, so episode 19. Uh, eight, yeah, 19, I guess. 19? 19. Wow. 19! Prime number. She was only 19. She was, on, she was only 16. Passed oh, <laughs> away. Okay. Offset that when you would be across the room. Are you going to talk like Michael Caine the entire time? Because that's going to be really annoying after about five minutes. Could I? No. And Susan wants to say something. Susan, do you want to come over here? Now, I just got off a of grinder, and I did not see him or any of this information. Well, because he's in jail now, so. Oh. Uh... Well, anyway, who, but who was spoiler I, alert. Who was uh, I talking to? I don't know. Some other old Santa-looking gay man. Yeah. A bear. I said that my name is Michael Okay. And I told him, I said, would you go on a date with me? Okay, well, Michael, um, not to cut you off, but I, I love your work, but um, I've got to get this podcast out, so i got to keep going. All right, so... Recap, Bruce MacArthur from Canada, moved to Toronto, was married for a period of time after high school, came out as gay, wife and him got separated, uh, was into sales, and then into gardening, and... Um, sailors. Possibly sailors as well. Seamen. And um, around this time, a bunch of Middle Eastern men, specifically, were going missing, uh, Bruce is questioned about them um, because he hired two of them to work for his business. And uh, the police didn't really suspect him of anything, so they let him go. He was a gardener. He was a gardener. And, um, yeah, so. Um, Sarush Mahmoodi, uh, Bruce's next victim. Want to take it again? Sarush Mahmoodi. Okay. Don't. Make fun of my. I'm sorry. I must apologize if I pronounce the names wrong. They are. I'm not. I don't speak um, Middle Eastern languages. <laughs> no. um, I'm sorry. So apologies if you are a person of uh, Middle, Middle Eastern, Eastern descent, descent, and I'm pronouncing this name terribly wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize. Sir, we'll just call him Sarush, Sarush Mamoudi. Um, he's 50 years old. He goes missing on August 12, 2015. Oof. So he's. Um, I don't like how recent this is. It's well, I mean, yeah. It's the last eight years. Okay, well, he was he was married as well. Yeah, so as a lot of the men that. Um, to a woman. Yes, to a woman. To a woman. Uh, he was a manufacturing plant worker, and he also lived a double life because he was married to a woman, and she didn't know he was gay. Uh, he had come to now, Canada. Last time I called that. What? Everybody in this story is married to a woman. Not everybody. And they do not know that. No, gay. no, that's not everybody. Every single No, person that is not true. You've mentioned. Okay. Even the children. Not the children. No. Alright, please stop. This is one of yes, there's a pattern emerging, but they're not all married and they don't aren't all secretly gay, okay? Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Anyway. If you let me talk, that would be nice. All right, well, he came to Canada as a refugee from Iran, and he didn't have any family here, so until he met his wife, of course. Um, and his wife reported him missing when she woke up one morning, and he wasn't there. 
Was that was that too short of a time? Yeah, if I woke up and you weren't there, and um, I would assume you're in the bathroom. I might. Have well, I no. I mean, you. she woke up. He she woke up one morning. He wasn't there. I didn't even let me finish. Maybe um, she's out getting me coffee. No, she thought he went to work, but then he never came back after that. And so then she was uh, like, "Oh, that's weird." Yeah, that would be weird. You know what? That would be weird. Yeah. So. Um, then the next person to go missing was uh, in August 2015, um, same month, uh, Karushna Kumar Kanagaratnam, 37. Uh-huh. He was three, a Sri Lankan man who was seen, always seeking asylum in Canada to avoid the war going on in his country. Um, he was not reported missing because he was kind of like living underground and he was uh, des- denied asylum status, so he didn't like have a citizenship and wasn't really like known to canadian like the canadian government that he was even there really um yeah he was there illegally he was there illegally um so he was kind of like you know and he found the war going on here in canada ah yeah between him and bruce mccarthy okay anyway then there's the next victim you know around april 2016 the a gentleman named dean lissowick by this time i had moved to new york uh, I was 43 or 44. He went missing, um, and he was a homeless vagrant, kind of like a former drug and sex worker who used to hang around the gay village in Toronto. Mm. He would sit on the corner of Church and Wellesley asking for change, so people would normally see him um, just kind of skulking around being like, you know, those guys that are like, let me open the door for you if you give me 50 cents or something. No, they open the door for free, then they expect a tip. Well, I mean, they try it. You try. You try. You do it again. Listen, you do whatever you can. I just wrote a, po- a poem about uh, buskers. Buskers. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so then next on March 20th, 2017, Salim Essen, 44 years old, also went missing. He was believed to be homeless because he often pulled around a large wheeled suitcase with him. So, you know, he thought one of those guys... Bag, bag men. I don't know. I know bag. That's me. I, I, a I'm bag not man? homeless, but I, I generally carry three different bags with me. Yeah, he was last seen near Yonge and Bloom Street, um, but he wasn't reported missing until April twentieth, when his partner failed to hear from him for a few weeks. Um, Essen was from Turkey, and he had moved to Canada with his partner that he met in Canada, or met in Turkey rather. Yeah, he met his partner in Turkey, and they moved to Canada Met his together. partner in Turkey, they moved to Canada. Together. Opened up in Essen. Yeah. That restaurant called Essen, so, where they serve salad. All right, well, according to his friends, uh, Essen and his salad um, partner were in an unhealthy relationship, and he also su- suffered from mental health and addiction issues. Well, you know what's a healthier relationship? Bruce. So, he had just completed a peer counseling course from St. Stephen's Community House, which... St. Stephen's Community House? Does that sound familiar? No. Well, it should, because that's where Bruce MacArthur went when he started going to therapy after his divorce. Oh. Cute. It did not sound familiar. Cute. Okay, anyway. Yeah, well, that's... That's a house? That's not a school. There's the connection there. So, um... That's not a school. St. Stephen's Community House. It's a like a probably like a like you know, a prep school, like a community center type of situation. Community for center. wayward souls. I don't know. And Bruce. And Bruce's. 
Uh, so, MacArthur's last known victim was a man named Andrew Kinsman, and he was well known in the gay community and was last seen on June 26, 2017, the day after the P- Toronto Pride Parade. Oh. Well, that would be a good place to find gay people at the Toronto Pride Parade. Well, he was, um, uh, unlike uh, Bruce's other victims, he was a very stable and responsible man. Um, he worked as a superintendent in a building and a community volunteer. Superintendent. Yeah, I said superintendent. You said superman-tend. Superintendent. I said superintendent. Can you not dissect everything I'm saying? Ugh. Isn't that what I do? I know, but can you, like, let me finish the sentence before yep. you, like, pick it apart? It's late. Ugh. Do you want me to keep going, or do you yeah. just want to take it from here? Let's go. All right. So, he, uh, Andrew had known Bruce for a number of years. How the, long? A number of years. I don't know. <laughs> from the time he used to bartend at the Black Eagle, which is like a, a gay bar. And he'd also done some work for Bruce's landscaping projects in 2011 and had been with, with him sexually as well. Everybody ends up working for him as a landscaper, gardener. Well, I mean, he, like, hires people for odd jobs and, you and know. then they get down and dirty, so that's crazy. <laughs> right. Well, he was the victim that really got everyone talking about the serial killer targeting gay men in Toronto. Because unlike the other victims, Andrew was a pillar of the community and the media jumped on the story, like, immediately so um they were like what happened to this man like canadians on hot on ice right sure so the police at this point are really feeling the pressure from the community to find out who was responsible because andrew was like very you know vocal and you know a prominent community member he doesn't was just go missing yeah he was very organized he had like he a either strict runs schedule away with his second husband he had a very strict schedule he had a lot of friends um so this is when the TPS launched their second task force entitled Project Prism. Project Prism. Oh, that's because light reflects... Reflects? Reflects, Ref- sure. Reflects into many different colors. Colors of the rainbow. Project Prism. Yeah, so... Am I right about that? The first thing the police do is investigate Kinsman's apartment, and on his he's calendar... He's not there. He's not there, obviously. He's missing. Uh, and on his calendar in the kitchen, uh, they notice on... Date with Bruce! On June 26th, do you want me to say it, or do you want to keep going? I t- did I get it right? Did you read all of this already? Did I? Uh, so, yeah. On June 26th, the last day he was seen, there was an appointment with Bruce, quote, unquote, oh, at 2 or 3 p.m., which was right around the time he went missing. Little hard definitely. Coincidence. Points. I don't think so. When is it? August? June 26th. June. So he drew like a little sun. I don't think he drew anything. A little rainbow flag Probably for not. pride. I don't know. I don't think he did that much. Um, Call everyone. Tell them you're in love. Just because two gay men are meeting, it doesn't mean they're in love with each other. You don't say that about two straight people that meet at a period of time and be like, oh, they must be dating. I do. And that's ridiculous. I think everybody's dating. Okay, so you think anytime I meet with a man that's not you, I'm dating him? Y- yeah. Okay, that's... Haven't I made that prob- clear? That's problematic. Um, anyway. <laughs> Isn't that how I think? That's problematic. Okay. Ugh. All right, so the cops check surveillance footage around his apartment, and they see this red van parked outside the apartment, and uh, they see a figure matching Andrew's description, tall white guy with a beard and glasses, 
That could be anybody. Could be, but he's very, very tall. He's like really tall, like super tall. He's like six or seven feet. I don't know. He's really tall. He's like a Canadian tree. He was very tall. Um, Approached the vehicle and they couldn't see who the driver was, but they had determined by the chrome siding that was a 2004 Dodge Caravan. So they go into like the database of like the DMV and they search um, similar models. And there were 6,000 similar models in Toronto, but only five of them were registered to a Bruce. Oh, hold on. See, I was going to say 6,000. You got to narrow that down. Yeah. We got to five real quick. Yeah. To a Bruce. And Bruce MacArthur was the only one with the 2004 model. And And red. Also, they were drawn to Bruce because he had a criminal record. He was the only one with a criminal record. Huh. Um, so it varies depending on the... Two and t- putting two and caravan together. Yeah, so about a year earlier... Um, We're jumping back in was, time again. No, yeah. So the criminal record, remember how like in the beginning I said that he like got um, arrested for beating some guy up? But they like expunged his record in 2014. Yeah, they got rid of it somehow. Yeah, so that wasn't on his a permanent criminal record because it was expunged earlier but then about a year earlier in june of 2016 what sponge is used for that um scotch break a former boyfriend of bruce's claimed that bruce attacked him in the back of his dodge caravan mr clean no magic uh, eraser so he decided to remain anonymous so we will call him john doe so uh that's the name that you give uh, an honest person yep yep so john doe yep, yep. And Bruce had been dating, and Bruce had been hounding him to have sex with him in the back of his van. The um, red one? Yeah, but uh, John was like, uh, I don't really want to have sex in the back of a van. That doesn't really sound romantic to me or comfortable. I mean, so for yourself. But, but then one day he finally was like, all right, fine, I'll have sex with you in your van. Just stop talking about it. Um, yeah, I'll fuck you in the van. Stop talking. But then, yeah, so he met up with Bruce after work, and Bruce opened the back of the van, like you do. And he noticed there was this fur coat laying on the back seat. You got me furs, he said. And so JD, I'm going to call him JD from now on for short, lays down on top of this fur coat. And he notices there's like some tarps back there. Is this mink? No. He notices there's a bunch of tarps back there as well, which is... You got me tarps too? You shouldn't have. But again, maybe it's for his landscaping business, I guess he figured. So then they're kissing, you know, fooling around, and then Bruce lifts JD's left arm over his head and ho- pins it, like holds onto it, so he can't like get free. And while he's doing that, he um, strangles him, tries to strangle him. No. And while this is happening, yeah, like uh, JD's like freaking out, and I'm he manages to, think about to get jokes, but I'm like, no. manages to get his right arm free and overpower Bruce, and then he opens the get door him. to the van, yelled and um, yelled at Bruce, and said he was calling the police, and then I'm in ran a murder off. Van. Get me out of here. Yeah, so yeah, so he took Bruce took off in the van. JD Driving. calls, yeah, J- JD oh. calls the police, and they took his statement, but he did not take any. They didn't take any pictures or follow up with him or anything. So there was like. Basically, they were like, it was only like his word against. And his yeah. bruises against Bruce's bruises? Yeah. And then. We'll be right there. So, but later uh, on that day, Bruce turns himself in and said it was a misunderstanding. They were just fooling around. So the officer on the case. Can we expunge this too? Like, oh, like the officer on the case dismissed it as a lo- lover's quarrel and no expunge. charges were ever like brought Stamp. against him expunge. officially. Anyway, at this point in late August or early September. They've connected the vehicle to Bruce MacArthur, but at this point, 
Bruce, of course, being the guy that he is, he's like, oh, they're on to me. I'm going to get rid of my van. So he, he got rid of his van. He drives it into the Quebec River. No. Oh. So um, in September, they start tracking his phone records as well as his bank statements to confirm that the van had been in, in his possession at the time of the disappearances. And was it? Yeah. They start and now su- it's in Lake Michigan. No, if you let me talk, I'll tell you where it is. They started surveilling him and found out more about his daily habits, what he did for a living. Um, in October... Gardening. What? Gardening. Gardening. That's uh, what he landscaping, did for a Landscaping. Specifically. Right. Specifically And then landscaping. in October, they come across some circumstantial evidence suggesting that Bruce was involved in five of the men's disappearances. Are the, the men are dead? Yeah. Oh. Spoiler. Um, Where are they? They started watching wrecking yards and garages nearby, and after weeks of searching, they finally found it. The van. The van. It was in a salvage yard, like a junkyard? Uh, on October 3rd, plain clothes cops arrived at Dom's Auto, auto Parts in Cortez, Ontario, 70 kilometers northwest oh, of Toronto. Oh, hey there. Welcome to Dom's Auto Parts. They were canvassing businesses in an effort to find Bruce's van, or his, as I like to call it, sleighmobile. Dom's not here, right? Slaymobile? Slaymobile? Uh-huh. I know. Uh-huh. So the owner of Dom's, Dominic Viter, uh, Viteri, confirmed, oh, was he there? confirmed that he had bought the the little St. Bruce Mobile on September 16th. St. Bruce Mobile. Oh, and it's red, like a red sleigh. Yeah. So the police towed the car away and to have it examined, and it turns out, bump a bum there was blood in it. No. And it was later identified as Andrew Kinsman's blood. So, in November, police obtained a warrant to search the Mallory Crescent home of Karen Frazier. And she's the woman that... um, And she's not Frazier from the TV show. She's the woman that had, you know, remember I said in the last episode she would, like, joke around with Skanda and she said she remembered Skanda. Oh, right, and Bruce is like, huh? And he didn't get it. So that's Karen. Um, That's what Bruce said. And Karen Frazier is a friend of Bruce's sister. That's how he knows her. And she also had, like, a double garage. So, um... When Karen she, Frazier. Double garage. <laughs> when she would Coming go... Coming to A&E. No. So, she said, well, Bruce and Karen made a deal that, like, she could keep all... He could keep we all... We had her. a deal. Can you let me talk? We're never gonna get through this if you don't let me say anything. Ugh. Anyway... She made a deal where MacArthur could keep his yard equipment in her garage in exchange for tending her yard while she was away. So she got, like, free yard work for being able to keep his... So he could keep all his hose in the garage. Um, all right, fine. Go ahead. What? I'm no. not saying anything. You don't want to say anything about the hose in the garage? It's a good joke, and I can't step on it. No, you can step on it. You're going to step on it anyway. Dirt pro quo. There you go. There it is. I can tell you were trying to say something. I'm trying to think of a quid pro quo joke. Uh, um, anyway, so yeah. He's got his hose in our garage, and... Um, hey, you got your... Wait a minute. Your hose in my garage. So the police bought these cadaver dogs with them. But they didn't find any human remains in the garage, just the hose. Um, and by hose, I mean, you know, the gardening Rakes. equipment. Uh, so they installed a camera in the garage to monitor MacArthur's activity. 
Uh, a little CCTV a going little, on. Um, a little, uh, and that's ca- Canada. Uh, Canada, 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 Canada Central Television. Canada Central Television. Yeah. Canada. I don't know why I was singing it. Little S, little CCTV and SCTV. Anyway, so uh, same country. They're monitoring, monitoring the garage. His garage activity, and then just like Jay Leno, they're monitoring his garage activity. Okay, and so then the van also provided the police with DNA evidence that matched um, Kinsman and Essen, and that allowed them to get a warrant to search MacArthur's apartment on December fourth. Kinsman and Essen, I love that. Uh, I love that show. Yeah, um, that's Netflix, right? And so at this point, Bruce MacArthur becomes the prime suspect. So. I didn't know this was possible. They like secretly entered his apartment and copied his computer drive. I guess you can do that in Canada. They went through the window. Yeah, there was like in the fridge. Well, I guess like when he wasn't there, they well, since they had a warrant, they were able to like go into his apartment without his knowledge and then they copy slipped his, under the in, door like copy that. copy his computer drive, which I didn't know was a thing that you could like do. That kid who turns into the slime and goes under the door. Alex Mack. Alex Mack. Right. Uh, anyway. Um, Slipped in, got the drive, slipped out. And then the next day on December 5th, Project Prism issued a statement urging members of dating apps to, like, you know, be careful and not go on dating apps. Like, watch out. Meet meet people in public places and all that stuff. You know, don't go home with some weird stranger that you just met. Don't go on Dirter. What's it what yeah, called? Yeah, maybe Gardener. don't go home with and meet some person that you just met in their house and so they can go strangle you. Um... Anyway. Right. Yeah. But they didn't find any... Don't go home with anybody who promises to strangle you. They still didn't, but unfortunately, even... directly to you, right? Thank you. Even though they, like, had got his computer hard drive, they still didn't find any evidence linking him to the disappearances. Hmm. Until January 2018, when two piece, key pieces of evidence were found that definite... Definitively. Definitively, that's what it is. Uh, dirt definitively. Dirt friend Um, I don't know why I can't talk today. It's, I'm tired. Definitively linked Bruce to Essen and Kinsman's disappearances. What was it? Bum ba da bum. A partial download from MacArthur's computer that partial yielded post mortem photos of both victims. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, a little gross. Post-mortem Post-mortem modem. Post-mortem. Post-mortem photos. Post-mortem. First he put them on the internet, and then he took them off, and then they were post-mortem. Um, dial-up. No, I'm just kidding. Speaking uh, of dial-up. So then they put MacArthur on 24-hour surveillance with instructions not to leave him alone with anyone. So if they, like, they're like, if you see him alone with a man, get him. Um, Women are fine, but do not let him near a man. So on January 18th, 2018... Police decided to arrest him when they saw a young man enter his apartment. He's at it again. So when they got in there, they, for good reason, too. When they got in there, they found the man strapped to the bed. He was visibly shaken, but not injured. The young man... Shaken, not stirred. John, not his real name, um, was originally John from... John Doe. From, You're calling him John Doe? Again? I'm just calling him John. Um, John, not his real name. Not I his real name. That, that, that's a sketch, right? It's a popular sketch that I've written. Yes. And he was originally from the Middle East. Spoiler alert. Like, you know, surprise. Because on radio shows like this, you're not allowed to say. Obscure someone's name. For the safety of the victims. 
Yeah, but at we didn't some do that. point, they give you enough identifying information to know who the person is. Yeah, and these people were real we'll people. We'll call that, him Tyler, not his real name. Well, were actual people that did live in. He lives at blah 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 blah. No longer with us. You'll never figure anyway, out who this is. Um. Yeah, so John, not his real name, was originally from the Middle East and had immigrated to Canada five years earlier. He was married as well. To a woman. But did not tell his family that he was gay. Gotcha. So yes, there was a lot of those. He and Bruce met on Growler. And they had met before and like had they sex met before. Over a growler. Yeah. On but they'd had like met and had sex before, so it wasn't like he was like a person a that he didn't know. They met on Stranger. Yes, they met on Stranger Danger. Um, Not Stranger Danger. I think str- I think Stranger is probably a really good name for a, a dating uh, app. Uh, yeah. Anyway. With Growler and Grinder and Grouper and... Yeah, Grouper. That's one where you have sex with fish. Um, it's better than Halibut. Okay, are we done? <laughs> Stop it. So John had agreed to keep his relationship with Bruce a secret, and he'd also agreed to being handcuffed to this bed. So, you know... So one more thing shit. and he gets an award. He is into kinky shit. So uh, Bruce attempted to put a black bag over his head and tried taping his mouth shut so he couldn't talk, but the police stopped him from doing that. Uh, buddy, 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 don't, Maybe buddy, don't do that. We buddy, want to talk to that guy. Don't. And then the police had a search warrant for his apartment so they confiscated all of his electronic devices, including five cell phones. Not my toaster. Five oh. computers, three digital cameras, and about 12 USB drives. Guy's a fucking uh, Best Buy over here. He's a hoarder. A Best Buy hoarder. Um, Guy's a Radio Shack over here. Yeah, so after going through all the evidence... Micro Center over this. Okay, well, can you let me talk Micro Center? Uh Uh-huh. So after going over all the evidence in the Micro Center, uh, investigators charged Bruce McArthur with two counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of Andrew Kinsman and Salim Essen. Bruce McMicro Center over here. They recovered... Remnants of deleted photos on his computer hard drive, including a picture of a dead man on Bruce MacArthur's bed. Uh, The man identified, the police identified the man as Salim Essen. And they Mm. also found a similar picture of Andrew Kinsman dead Mm. on his bed. Um, Photographs were found of the bodies dressed in that fur coat. The infamous fur coat. That fur coat. In different poses and positions, sometimes with a cigar in their mouth. None of the bodies had been found, however, the police... Other times reading the paper. <laughs> police felt they had a pretty good idea of how they died. Um, Strangulation. Yeah, after MacArthur was in custody... Where are the bodies? Let me talk, and I will tell you. I'm just like the audience. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes, maybe, like, don't interrupt me every five minutes. Uh, That's what we... Do here. Okay, though. well, if you want to find out the rest of the story, you're going to have to listen with your ears and not your mouth. Okay, thank you. Anyway, after MacArthur was in custody, investigators were concerned that there were other people that he had seamlessly murdered and no one knew about. Um, so they interviewed him for eight to ten hours, but he was not tucking. Not tucking. They did good cop, bad cop, and neutral cop, and he yeah. still wouldn't talk. And really, really nice. I feel like in Canada, it's just really, really nice cop. And then it's sl- good cop and then, and and then slightly passive-aggressive cop. Passive-aggressive cop, cop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so they did uh, really, really nice and passive-aggressive Oh, hey, buddy, cop. can I get you a glass of water? Oh, hey, buddy, you want some water? That's a 
good cup and that's hey oh hey buddy only losers drink water mm. oh only losers drink water let's get you on the ice huh let's get you on that let's get you a brewski <laughs> you want a brewski you don't get a brewski you're gonna have to answer a question nicely before you get a brewski you have to say please first um anyway want some poutine you don't get poutine you're gonna have to answer. okay Anyway, they obtained a warrant to search 30 different properties that MacArthur had frequented for his landscaping business, believing he could have had evidence Oh, he's burying them. Possibly. Anyway, so on January 18th, police searched five different properties that MacArthur had worked at for his landscaping business. Four of them were in Toronto, and one was northeast in Maddox, Ontario. Are Are these big jobs? Like, like... I don't know. They're residential areas. I was picturing them at, at someone's house. I was picturing him in someone's 20 by 20 front lawn. I don't know. Maybe it's a 20 by 20 front lawn. I don't think a lot like, of them are huge. Or is he at a... I don't like, think they're like fancy Or like, is he at an office complex where he's doing trees I think these are all residential. I think these are residential neighborhood Like houses. Like... Because remember, his like most of his clients are like old women. Um. That's what. That's what something last time, if we can remember back that far, made me think of him doing this in like someone's five foot sloped down, twenty foot long lawn. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know what they look like. Like the but... hill on a driveway up the house, you know. Sure. So three of the properties provided no evidence and were released back to their owners on okay. January 23rd. Right. Inching so, uh, closer to my beat Yeah. Officers then focused on MacArthur's own apartment as well as Karen Fraser's home in Leaside. Yeah, Karen Fraser. Let's get her back into the picture. So, uh, he didn't bury any at his apartment. Forensic investigators spent hundreds of hours searching MacArthur's apartment. They did not find any blood or hair or fingerprints as evidence of the victims I being there. Said- However, they did find a lot of their personal belongings that MacArthur kept as trophies. Well, that's in his private box, and they're not allowed in there, so... It's a warrant. You're allowed everywhere. Okay. They can't, it's not like you can argue that anymore. Uh, so they found a bracelet that had belonged to Skanda, a notebook that Salim Essen had written in. Karen Fraser was then barred from entering her property on January 18th so that the forensic investigators could search it. She's an accomplice. Not on purpose. Um, uh, so they brought in the cadaver dogs. The dogs were immediately drawn to these large, big planter boxes on January 19th. She had these, like, big planter boxes um, with plants in them. And because the weather was so cold in January, these planters had actually, like, frozen to the frozen ground. Frozen over, yeah. So they had to bring these huge heaters in to, like, try and thaw them so they could, like, remove them from the property. Um, one of them wrapped up on January 22nd. So it could be taken to the coroner's office. So, like, they wrapped it up and took it to the coroner's office. And then on January 29th, 2018, happy birthday, Charlie. Happy birthday, Charlie, yeah. I said that in there. The police announced that they had found uh, dismembered skeletal remains of at least three individuals in two of the 12 planter boxes. You know what? It's not a fun birthday anymore. Uh... The remains were not identified. However, police figured it was enough to charge MacArthur with at least three additional I think it's one of those. I think I could identify the remains. It's one of the... Yeah. It's presumably um, Majid, Kahan, Sarush Mahmoodi, and Dean Lisowick. Um Well, who's Dean? 
Dean Lissowick is the homeless guy that he murdered. Oh, I thought you slipped that in there. Dean Dean Lissowick was that a... was the homeless guy was like opening the door being like yeah he was a he was looking he was a, a white guy yeah. he murdered two white guys and the other ones were Middle Eastern and the other ones were Middle Eastern yeah former homicide detective Mark Mendelson said that this was the largest one that the city of Toronto has ever had zero killer yep uh, criminologist and Mike that's not just because he was fat no. Criminologist oh. Michael Arntfeld said the method of disposal was very sophisticated, and he suggested that MacArthur's crimes could go back several decades. We don't know. Um, Toronto crime journalist James Deborah said that MacArthur was the deadliest known serial killer in Toronto and the most prolific gay serial killer in Canada. James Deborah, of first male name and of last female name. Yes, on February eighth, twenty eighteen, three. Deborah. All right, on February eighth, twenty eighteen, three more bodies were found inside the planter boxes. They're all in these planter boxes. I just solved it. They're all in these planter One boxes. One of which was identified as Andrew Kinsman through his fingerprints. Yeah, they're all in these planter boxes. So the cops seized numerous other planters from other residents, but it's res- residences. But it seemed that the victims were solely kept in the planters at the Lee Side residence. They were all kept at Karen's house. Which they often called Ground Zero. Fraser Danger. So on February 10th through 11th, the search of the Leaside home was concluded and released back to its owners. Forensic concluded the forensics concluded the search of MacArthur's apartment on May 11th. It took 10 forensic officers nearly four months to take over 18,000 photographs and collect 1,800 items. The search proved we, to be we have a lot of clutter here do you think we have 1800 i don't items? know the search proved to be the largest forensic investigation ever conducted by the tps at that time we so, have a lot wow. of clutter but do you think it's a, a 1800 item what is i don't know items? he had a lot of items people's things i don't know people's things photographs i guess photographs tissues i don't know and i have a couple uh, hundred books Anyway, not 1800. It's... So on February 23rd, MacArthur was charged with a sixth count of first degree murder in the death of Skanda Navaratnam. His remains, as well as the remains of Sarus Mamudi that were found in the planters, were identified through dental records because they were so badly decayed they couldn't mm. identify them any other way. Um, on March 5th, the TPS held a press conference where they released a photo of an unidentified deceased man who was thought to be another one of MacArthur's victims. They also announced they had identified the remains of a seventh victim. On April 11th, MacArthur was charged with first-degree murder of Abdul Bazir Faizi. Faizi. And police confirmed the new uh, new identities of the remains from the planters as that of Faizi, Lissowick, and Essen. Hmm. At this point, they had identified all the victims from Project Houston and Prism investigations, except for Majid Kahan. And then on April 16th, Bruce MacArthur was charged with an eighth count of first-degree murder in the death of Karushna Kumar Kanga, Kanga, Ranat, Kanga Ratnam. Yeah, Kanga Ratnam. What is, just just use, use the first name, like... Karushna Kumar. Karushna, that's fine. Kangaratnam. Karushna K, that's fine. His remains were the seventh set identified from the planners, and the post-mortem photograph they found belonged to him as well. So that one that they didn't like identify, that was, that was him. 
Uh, Kana Garatnam was a Tamil asylum seeker who was under threat of deportation, so he was not reported missing, so that's why they didn't know about him before. He couldn't say anything, because uh, he wasn't even supposed to be there. Yeah, and he was last contacted his family in August 2015, so it was believed he was killed between September 3rd and December 14th of 2015. Mm. Um, investigators still had not found the remains of Majid Kahan, and between July 4th and 13th of 2018, after the ground had thawed, they conducted excavations in a forested ravine area behind Karen Fraser's property. They find him there? They started sifting through a large compost pile back there with trained dogs and a forensic anthropologist. And then they managed to collect evidence on almost every day of the search. So there was a lot of stuff back there. Um, on July 20th, it was concluded that the remains did belong to Majid Kahan. Does this woman know she's living in a death? She is but now. Like, she didn't like I mean, like, she didn't know at the I'm time. What I'm calling Death Valley? Did she, she didn't know that at the time, but she was like, oh shit, I let this Does murder. Karen know that her, like, if, I mean, I if don't know. she moves hopefully, a rock? Hopefully, Karen moved. I would move. If, if she lifts a rock out of place, like, Poltergeist is gonna take place where she lives? I don't know. I would just move at this point. I Like, this house is cursed. She's um, literally has cursed. a house on a Canadian a, burial a Canadian ground? Canadian burial ground? Yeah, probably. Ugh, Does she be, like, know that? haunted and shit. Yeah, probably. Um, Good luck she does now. She does place. now. She was like, I watched a documentary about it, and she talks about it. Good luck um, trying to sell this. No, yeah. no resale value there. Yeah, anyway. Um, MacArthur was also considered a suspect in various other similar cases that occurred in the gay village of Toronto. Occurred. I guess what I said, occurred. <laughs> no evidence was found to link them to him any or any other cases. But he did it. But he did it. I, I don't know. He did the ones that like he was convicted he for. Did the I don't ones know about they the convicted other, other him ones. Of? We can't say about. We can't the other say ones. about anything else. I don't know. There's no really? proof, of, like leading to it that. Sounds. Anyway, on January eighteenth, uh, no, not January. Blah, blah, blah. In January twenty eighteen, there was a publication ban placed on the court proceedings, so the media could not report certain details of the case. Um, because otherwise everyone would be like, he's guilty. I heard this on the news. But these all all these details did come out in the last five years. But, I mean, yeah, but afterwards. But they didn't put they weren't allowed to report on it in Canada because well, it was they had to like sequester the jury or whatever. Right. Um. So he went to he went to trial. Yeah, he was detained at the Toronto South Multiple. Detention Center and held in segregation and constant suicide watch on. March nineteenth, twenty eighteen. Was he in in uh, at risk of killing himself? Possibly. Um, after several court proceedings, where the Crown's attorneys presented the large amount of evidence against Bruce MacArthur, he pleaded guilty to all eight counts of murder on January 29th, twenty nineteen. Mm. Happy birthday, Charlie! Again. Jesus Christ! I don't like how <laughs> all of this happened. Before happens on Justice my John McCann. Thus waiving his right to a trial, probably for the best. So he didn't have a trial. He was just he just pled guilty to everything. Because so like, John McCann, I knew they I, have a lot of evidence on I you. I knew I um, like the Irish. They have a lot of evidence on you, so it's kind of like, oh yeah, it's, you're pretty sure we did. You did it. Um, so his sentencing hearing was February fourth, twenty nineteen. And since there's this no, is like yesterday, isn't it? It's not yesterday. It was three years ago. Four. Four years ago. Crazily enough, it's four, but it feels like nothing. Because All right, there so was there a is no in yeah. There's no be- death penalty in Canada, so the prosecutor well, bring him down here. We'll give him the death penalty down here. that he be. We got one down here. I know, but he's not an American citizen. There's a whole you we got know, capital punishment down here. Yeah, I know, but that's not. You can't just like bring someone over here and be like, let's swear you in as an American citizen. Yeah, so call it extraditing you. you. Extra no, but that's only if they have committed a crime somewhere else. 
And he only did it in Canada. He only did it in Canada because he didn't live in the U.S. Damn. Um, so what do you do? You can't kill him? No, well... Take him off a suicide watch, first of all. There is no death penalty in Canada, (laughs) and the prosecutor asked that he be ineligible for parole for up to 50 years, but that was deemed to be too harsh. Too harsh? Given his age and the fact that he's guilty. Dear. I don't, I'm not kidding. Open the case back up. Not harsh. So on February 8th, uh, 2019, Brink Arthur was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole for 25 years. No. Uh, he can apply uh, for parole at the age of 91. However, Justice Justice McMahon, who presided over the case, said it's highly unlikely he'll get it. He's also an overweight senior with type 2 diabetes, so according to the Toronto Sun, it. it's unlikely he will even live that long. Feed him cupcakes and don't treat it. Uh, this case brought a lot of controversies to light about the police's failure to serve and protect the gay minority members of the Toronto community. As soon as a white man who was a pillar of the gay community went missing, that's when they actually seemed to sit up and take notice. Dun, dun, dun. And that that's is the it. case of Bruce MacArthur. Wow. The Toronto serial killer. I didn't like it. got worse. And this, Mall this, Santa. It got worse. I don't like it. I know. It. I don't like the last half of this. It was, it's frustrating that they like let it happen for so long. They couldn't get him. Well, yeah. I got him. I, ten minutes careful. into this, I'm like, we got him. Niggas no. Think. Well, I mean, you can't just be like, oh, I think this guy did it. So I there can. it is. Yeah, um, I think this guy did it. Well, he just, uh, he was strategic in the fact that he like mostly killed people that wouldn't be noticed by, you know, investigators until he... But, um, but he still found, like, these are the types of people that he was attracted to. Or... Did he just like? I think they were probably convenient for him to. So it was just convenient. He wasn't I think necessarily for me, attracted. He was just like. I mean, oh, I, or have maybe sex he was. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he did have a thing for it's more. It's convenient of, like, that I'll just have sex with them and then kill them. I don't know if he did it purposefully that way, or if like he maybe he didn't have. A I thing wonder for, if like, he is attracted to Middle Eastern men. Possibly, that could be a thing, but um, yeah, I don't know. You could have to ask him. Well, I'm not going to ask Don't him. Don't ask he, him, though. He's alive. What you're telling me he's is, alive. since this was four years ago, he's, he's alive. He's alive as far as I know. in prison. In Canada. In Canada. In Canada. Yep. He's yep. alive in prison in Canada. Yep. So, yeah, I think he did, like, date a lot of Middle Eastern people, so I guess he did have, like, and kind of a, a thing for there's that. There's a possibility of parole in 20, uh, what, what would it be now, one year? 21, yeah. But he'll be 91. So he won't be able to stand Because he was arrested in his late 60s. Yeah. So he's not like, and he also has type 2 diabetes. He's no spring chicken. He's overweight. He has type 2 diabetes. (laughs) Well, don't don't help that. I know you got great health care up there. Canada, free health care. Dude, isn't jail cushy in Canada? I don't know. I've never been to a Canadian jail. I can't say. Feels like it would be cushy. I don't know. I'm like, oh, now it's time for bed, Mr. Mc... I don't know. But still, he's not... Here's your pills. He's, yeah. he's not, like, you know, gallivanting around murdering people. No, so. he's in jail. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. But but he confessed to all of it. He confessed to all of it, so that's why they didn't get in the, like... He probably killed more than eight people. I Yeah, I mean, it's not proven, but... It's not proven. Could be. Could be, could not be. I don't know. Did he have lawyers and such? He probably did. I mean, I guess so. He just pleaded guilty, so he didn't really 
I mean, I guess you need a lawyer for that, but. Yeah. Hmm. He was just like, yeah, I did all this. You huh. got me. You got me. Huh. I don't, uh, I did not like the second half of this. Oh, yeah, it's a lot. It's so, really, that was yeah. A quick, that was a quick ride, the second half. That's... The second half, because I, I told you most of it in the beginning. The second half is mostly just like, and then this victim happened, and then this victim happened, and then this victim happened. The first half was like all the preamble leading up to it, and then it was like, victim, 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 victim. Yeah, and that, I feel bad That's for That's what Karen. they call escalation on Criminal Minds. Did Karen, Karen didn't know about any of this. Karen thought this was Edward's her friend. Karen thought, what? Thought the man was her friend. Like, they like emails and like, you know, had a Can I come report. by and work on your grounds well i mean sometimes she wasn't even there she would like go away for like the summer i guess and he would just like use her property she was summering in america i don't know where she was summering she was summering somewhere less on less less ontario less ontario but um yeah that sounds like another uh game show host less ontario less oh summer well actually uh summer less ontario is actually my favorite uh rom-com oh summer less ontario is that richard dreyfus oh yes and uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus. And Julia Louis Dreyfus. Right. No, no relation. No actually. relation. Um, the Dreyfuses. The Dreyfuses. Their best word. Really is. Anyway, so that's our story. Uh, stay tuned. We should be coming out with some new stuff soon-ish. I have like a Valentine's Day one, but it's probably not going to come out in February because I'm like to be fashionable. This is probably not going to come out. In Stop February. it! Don't say that. I don't say that. Anyway, well, stay tuned for our next episode. I've been going to try to get it out more recent than, like, three months from now. Anyway, we'll try. We'll do our best. Let's work on it. Let's work on getting one out every month. We're working on that. We're working. You heard it here, folks. I'm just trying to hold us accountable. Uh, Accountabilities. Accountabilities. We can do it. Ugh. Yes, we can. Anyway, I'm tired. I don't know about you, but uh, let's go to bed. (laughs) Say goodnight, Charlie. Goodnight, Charlie.